This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 575. An excerpt from the book, Getting Unstuck. Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being by Shira Gura. Happy Friday to ya! I'm your host, Joss Marie, and this is the show where I narrate relationship content to you throughout the week. And if you'd like weekly recommendations on living a positive and inspired life, go ahead and sign up for our free newsletter right at oldpodcast.com. But back to the show, today's post features an excerpt from a book on how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. Author Shira Gura is a master stuck coach and educator. So let's get right to her excerpt and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being by Shira Gura. Stuck on, the kids are going to miss the bus. Mornings in my house are challenging because there's so much to do to get four kids out of bed, ready for school, and out the door by 7.25 a.m. One morning not too long ago was particularly difficult. It was 6.45 with T-minus 40 minutes and counting. I woke up the two older kids. The two younger ones were already awake. My daughter, the oldest, got up easily. My oldest son? When I turned on the lights in his room and greeted him with a cheery, good morning, he didn't respond. He never does. So I stripped the bed of all its covers, at which point he screamed, no, let me sleep. Why, oh, why is this such a struggle every morning? Perhaps I should be putting him to bed at 6 p.m. instead of letting him stay up until 9 p.m. 6.50, T-minus 35 minutes and counting. I had to get the kids dressed. Thankfully, three of the four were able to do that reliably on their own but one claimed he didn't know how. He knew he just didn't want to. Instead, he chose to bury his face in the sofa and cry about it. And while this hysterical scene was going on, another kid cried he couldn't find matching socks, while another couldn't find one shoe. Well, shouldn't it be where it belongs, I whined? Seven o'clock, T-minus 25 minutes and counting. I needed some help around here. I knew the kids were going to miss the bus. Boaz, where are you? I called to my husband from the kitchen. No answer. So I tried to stay on track without losing it. It was time to make the donuts, I mean breakfast, and hope my children would come to breakfast fully dressed. One child wanted this bowl, another child wanted that spoon, this one wanted this cereal, the other child wanted that one, and this one just complained. There's nothing ever to eat for breakfast in this house. Then he went to the refrigerator, opened it, and stood there staring. He shut the refrigerator door empty-handed and returned to the table with a droopy face. There's nothing to eat, he mumbled. 7.10, T-minus 15 minutes and counting. As I continued with the morning routine, poured second helpings of cereal, picked up dropped spoons, and cleaned up spilled milk, I turned to look at the empty lunchboxes that needed to be filled. But wait, one child called. Mommy, wipe me. Why? I don't know. He's four, but he still requests, and I still acquiesce. But yikes, the lunches still needed to be made, and I was running out of time. 7.15, T-minus 10 minutes and counting. Three school lunches needed to be made, and of course, this one wanted a pita, and that one wanted a roll. This one wanted tahini, and that one said he hates tahini. This one preferred peanut butter, and that one wanted jelly only. I looked up again towards the second floor and called out to my husband. Hello, anybody there? I'm going a little crazy down here. I'd love some help. I'm running out of time. They're going to miss the bus. Boaz! No answer. 7.20, T-minus 5 minutes and counting. 
As I frantically placed the lunches inside each school bag, I noticed some of the kids were still half-dressed, and some had dried milk all over their mouths, and one still couldn't find his lost shoe. And, and, and I thought I was going to lose it. But guess who showed up? Sauntered right in, cool as a cat, all calm and refreshed, showered, shaved, dressed, smiling ear to ear. He said, I just put a load of laundry in. Don't forget to hang it, okay? What? I didn't want to hear that. I couldn't handle hearing that. I started to cry, and he stared at me skeptically. Are you okay? All I said was that I turned the laundry machine on, and I started to attack. Laundry? How can I think of laundry? I've got three kids needing to get to the bus, another kid needing to get to preschool, lunches half-made, bags not ready, a kitchen full of dishes, and you're talking about laundry? Won't you share my stress? I wanted to scream. But I needed to get the kids out the door. So I finished up with the kids, sent the older ones to school, and walked my youngest to preschool. When I came home, I sat down at the kitchen table, closed my eyes, and took a deep breath. I was stuck on agitation at that point. I felt it in my pounding heart. I felt my shoulders rising towards my ears, and as I continued to breathe, I noticed them starting to drop. I uncovered my beliefs regarding the kids almost missing the bus and my husband playing no role in the family morning routine, and that I carry all the morning stress alone. How did this become my role? But I knew those beliefs were unfounded. My husband does help me on many mornings. And I considered, I don't really want my husband to share my stress. He's got enough of it, with running his own business and supporting a family of six. And he certainly wouldn't want me to share the stress that he carries in his life. And so instead, I asked him to help me figure out ways to reduce the morning stress in our household. And we came up with a plan. One, wake the kids up earlier. Two, teach them to prepare their own lunches in the morning, or even perhaps the night before. Three, help them pick out their clothes if needed before they go to bed, and make sure their school bags are ready the night before. Four, remind them that we have a chalkboard hanging in the kitchen for a purpose. When we run out of their favorite food, write it down. I don't always notice what's missing. And five, encourage self-care with my youngest, including wiping his bottom just like he does on his own at preschool. My husband and I started implementing these ideas and suddenly life became a lot less stressful in the mornings. I got stuck on fear and agitation, but I'm all right. Being aware that I was stuck helped me move into a better routine. I'm now able, most days, to respond to, I just put a load of laundry in with a half chuckle, smile, and a hug of gratitude. You just listened to an excerpt from the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being by Shira Gura. Thank you a ton to Shira. To all you parents listening out there, I hope today's episode reminds you that a little bit of planning and support from your partner go a really long way in keeping the sanity in your household. And that's all I've got for you today, so let's finish on up. Thanks so much for listening, have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you again back here next week, where your optimal life awaits.